Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. Hey everybody, Mike Lejeune here with Game Changers for Government Contractors. I've got my good friend here, Travis Griffin, on today to talk to us a little bit about his journey in the business. So Travis, before we get too deep, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. It's an honor and a pleasure, Mike. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the podcast, so, so I'm glad to be here. So I'm, I'm Travis Griffin. VP and co-founder of Optimized Technical Solutions. Uh, we're an IT services firm based here in San Antonio. I've been in IT federal contracting space for about 13 years, uh, working for various companies, supporting several different agencies. Uh, around 2016, my wife and I, who, who was also a federal contractor at the time, we, we decided that we, we had had enough of working for companies that weren't really providing innovation for the government and, and really weren't treating their employees fairly. Uh, so so we decided that, you know, in order to change those things, we, we, we needed to start our own company. So we started OTS and we like to consider ourselves a solutions provider. You know, we focus on using our IT and government contracting experience to re- really get to know the customer's mission, whether it's IT, logistics, program ma- management, et cetera. We streamline and fine tune their, their current processes and technology that they have in place and, and make sure we decrease operational costs during the process. And, and we've done this for various local state and, and federal agencies awesome man awesome so you, you get in government contracting you guys have your, your WSB you have your 8a all that kind of stuff so I'm sure the money just rained down from the heaven the moments you, you, know, you, <laughs> you, you got all that right exactly the total opposite Mike. <laughs> yeah the, the total opposite so, total so t- opposite. tell us a little bit about your journey you know since the money didn't rain down from the heavens like everybody said which you know it's good to have somebody on to talk a little bit about that and just tell us a little bit about your journey and what those first couple of years look like so i'm sure we've experienced some of the 
same obstacles as most small gov cons in the beginning of their journey. I think the biggest obstacle for us was finding a way to obtain past performance. We found out very fast how risk adverse the government was and how hard it was to win their business if you haven't already provided that support on, on previous contracts. And I, you know, I, I made the mistake. I automatically assumed that since I had relationships with some of the IT companies in the area where we started, that they would just partner a team with us with on opportunities they had. And and this is nothing against those companies. You know, I'm actually friends and partners with a, with a few of them now. Uh, but but we what we had to learn was that you have to bring something to the table. You have to be able to add value when seeking these partnerships. And we, we knew our capabilities, but but learning how to communicate and, and recognize the value that those bring to each opportunity and whether they increase your probability to win is a, is a totally different story. So we went out, like you said, we obtained our SBA woman-owned small business, our 8A certifications, just to kind of increase our marketability. And we, uh, I think the biggest thing, we, we also took the time to learn the ins and outs of, of government contracting. You know, listening to your podcast is one of those things. So shout out to Game Changers. And, you know, getting familiar with the FAR, uh, making enhancements to your CAPE statement and website, and just really focusing on, on what strengths we offered and, and how to communicate those. I think another thing we learned was, I think we were, we were pursuing contracts that we, we really weren't ready to win. We really didn't have the back office systems in place to support those major contracts. You know, your DCAA compliant accounting system and facility clearance and employee benefit structure, et cetera. But having those things in place allow you to present yourself as a as a reputable company and uh, makes you more attractive to future team and partners and, and customers. That's some good lessons learned, but I bet they're hard lessons to learn like in the moment though. Like, hey, we think we're ready and then you find out you're not like how did that make you feel like when you were going through and and you were you mentioned earlier you're you thought these people that you knew were just gonna put you on the team and you thought you were ready for some of these contracts and you realize you're not how does that make you feel when you realize man we're not ready yeah it just you know for some people it makes them give up right i i accepted the challenge it's like okay and every every lesson i learned i just kind of put that on the list okay they say it they they would have worked with me if i had a facility clearance. Okay, they got to go get a facility clearance. Oh, they said if, I, we, if we were DCAA compliant, then they worked with, okay, we need to work on that. You know, and, and it's easier said than done, right? right. But, and those things take time and money. So yeah, but it, it, I took it on as a challenge and, and you know, we're, we're still getting challenged every day. So <laughs> yeah, I like how you said that though, because I think a lot of people don't have the mindset for this. And I think that demonstrates your mindset and your approach to it of this is a challenge. I'm going to overcome the challenge. And the challenge does suck because I've talked to you and you're like, man, this sucks. Oh, (laughs) it sucks. This is going on. But every time you're you and the team have just said, hey, we're going to overcome this. Like you said, we put it on our checklist. We're going to make it happen. And now I don't know, I guess I've known you for about a year and a half now. Right. And now instead of getting the emails from you saying, hey, I'm trying to figure it like prospecting type emails. I get emails and messages on LinkedIn from you about, hey, I'm looking for four people at this airbase. And I'm looking for people right. over here. And can you help me staff this thing? Like, you know, do you know anybody? And I'm getting those kind of emails. So it's like watching the evolution of, of 
of your team over the last year and a half or so ha- has been really awesome to to see that. So I have to credit your mindset a lot of this because you you were right. A lot of people just give up. They're like, this is too hard. It's going to cost money. Uh, I don't even know what DCAA is or what it's about. Right. And, right. you know, right. we don't want to go from QuickBooks to something else or we don't want to make it put the processes in place or this is not why I got in this business. You know, I thought it was going to be easy money and it's and it's not so. Oh no, definitely not easy money. <laughs> yeah. So like it, looking back, knowing that it wasn't just, hey, let me go get a couple of certifications and open up 17 checking accounts so the money can just roll in and I can catch it, right? Like instead right. of that being the experience and, and having the challenges that you did, which I think are normal, your your team overcomes those. And through that, you learn some lessons. What do you think looking back now are like the three or four lessons were like, man, these things are were critical to our success today. Yeah, I think the most important lessons were one was you, you can't chase every opportunity. Well, that's um, a good one. That's yeah, a really good yeah. one. Oh yeah. As I and especially as IT people, you know, we feel like if we don't know it, we can learn it fast, right? right. Um, a contract comes out to build a rocket, and I'm like, hey, give me a few weeks, I'll do some <laughs> Google engineering, and yeah. I'll figure this thing out, right? Right. Well, as I mentioned earlier, the government is very risk adverse, so so chances are you're not going to get a chance to try building that rocket right because there are plenty of other companies out there that specialize in that area and probably pursuing that same contract so you honestly don't stand a chance of winning and you'll waste a lot of time and resources that could have been spent pursuing something closer to your particular swim lane the other thing i I learned very important i I can't stress enough how important relationships are in the govcon industry it's really not a secret you know but for small businesses i think it's the difference in success and failure the reason I say that is because of the government risk adverse stance that I, I keep mentioning. And I used a rocket building contract in the last example, but the la- but the lack of past performance even applies to contracts that you actually have the capability and expertise to support as well. If you don't have examples of where you've actually done these things successfully for a customer, and if you're lucky enough to get in and have discussions with the customer during the capture phase, you probably won't be able to persuade them that, that you can provide the requirements required support. And you definitely won't be able to provide a winning proposal response. Mm. <laughs> Trust me, we've tried that once or twice, and the, the evaluators are trained to know the difference between what we think we can do and what we've actually done and how we'll apply that to provide a solution to your problem. And that's that's bitten us on a few proposals in the beginning. We could, you know, do some Google engineering and say, hey, we could figure this out and, and, you know, try to use some of our past expertise. But without knowing that you need to be familiar with the customer to say how your expertise applies to them, the proposal isn't intimate enough. So we, we mm. just, we have to learn that the hard way. Yeah, I, um, I like how you put that because I, I do believe that and Josh and I do this all the time in our business, that Google engineering is how you're talking about. You know, you, you go in there and you start searching and learning and all of a sudden you become a quasi expert in a few minutes on Google and it right. sounds a certain way, but <laughs> there is a, an, a level of intimacy that you were talking about where it comes across when you're trying to explain it in a proposal or whatever that, oh, these folks probably learned this on Google <laughs> oh, yeah. because oh, they're yeah. missing some key details here that 
if they actually had past performance, they'd be able to communicate or or communicating it through the past performance sections and, and different things like that. So that, that's a, a really good a little nugget there that, that you shared about the intimacy there inside the proposal phase. So Yeah, but that's just something you have to learn with all, you know, proposal. I think it's very few people that love writing proposals, right? They're, they're a special breed. Yeah, but I agree. And working with some of those people, you just have to, you can't say, first of all, you just can't only write to your past performance, right? They want to know how your past performance and your expertise applies to them. So if you can't do that, you're not going to win most likely. So yeah. Yeah, I think one of my first projects when I joined up with Josh, Josh and I known each other 20 years and we hooked up about eight years ago to with RSM. And one of my first projects was a business case analysis for DOD. And we're doing this project. And at the end of the project, it was 300 and something pages. And it had, I think, 150, 200 PowerPoint slides that went with it. And I remember telling Josh, I was like, if you ever, ever sign one of these things again, I'm never going to work with you again. (laughs) And I think Josh just loves that sort of thing. Like he just loves that kind of work. And I was like, I don't ever want to see one of these again for the rest of my life. Those things are expensive too, man. Some people want you to print them out and it's like, yeah, we spent 70 grand on this proposal. Wow. Yeah. It's so wild. And uh, it's just, it's just not my thing. So I think a special breed of people are proposal people, the legal, and the finance side, you know, like like Jenny Clark does a lot of the finance stuff for us, the finance back office stuff. And I know she's worked with you. And I oh, like yes. Jenny, you got oh, a yeah. special brain to be able to go through this, <laughs> to do Jenny pricing and all that. us out on a mini opportunity. So, yeah, we yeah. love Jenny on this end. Yeah, it, it's so wild to me. So so those are, those are a couple of good ones. What else do, would you put in your biggest lessons learned? box there. I think kind of just to top that off, you know, it's 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 just it's imperative that you spend time building that network of partners that have the past performance that you're lacking to help fill that gap. You can have all the capabilities and certifications in the world, but chances are you you'll never get a chance to showcase them without navigating or resolving that the lack of performance issue. So, networking, networking, networking. Any tips for folks on how you do that, and you know, and and let me share this and be a little vulnerable, you know, for you on this one. People are, are, are hearing you talk and everything, like, oh, he probably does this kind of stuff all the time. But I know you're a little slower to to come on and and have a conversation like this. And in fact, when we first got to know each other, it took us a few phone calls before you opened up and started having a conversation. So for a, an introvert to go and do this stuff, which that's it doesn't probably look like it, but I'm the same way a lot of times. <laughs> right. uh, for an introvert in the tech space. Which is really, really common um, to overcome that and do those things. What are some tips that you have for folks on the networking side of things to make some of those relationships? I think the networking opportunities, you know, the industry days and, um, you know, things that it it makes it easier, right? Because it's a crowd of people. And you can just be yourself. And that's, that's what I had to learn. You know, I, I always worried about saying the right thing or sound sounding professional. You know, that's that's kind of what was holding me back. Because in IT, if you know what you're doing, you really don't have to talk, right? You just send an email. Right. <laughs> so the networking opportunities and actually another obstacle for me was actually talking to contracting officers. Like, what do you say? What's the right thing to ask? Because some of them don't want to talk to you at all. Right. So I just took the approach and really after you pushing me 
out there to do it. <laughs> Just talking to them, right? You learn what to say and what not to say, what to ask and what not to ask. Without doing it, you just never learn that. And that that, that held me back for a while because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of forced to do the BD stuff now, but I'm not a BD guy at all. By, and you know this, right? But but I'd say just call them, talk to them. You know, they're, they're human just like you are. Ask them things and they'll say, I can't answer that. In this phase of the process, I can't answer that question. You make a note of it and you don't do it next time, right? You call the next person. And eventually after you do a few of them, you know what to ask, when to ask it, you know, yeah. which which phase of the process you're in, what, what questions you can ask and whatnot, and just be yourself at the network. And pretty soon, if you go to enough networking opportunities, you'll start to build a, a team of people and friends that everyone, this this industry, you know, it's a small world, right? Yeah. And you start to see the same people at all of these, and now you're, all of a sudden, you're not a stranger, and, and you guys can go have a beer and have dinner together, and now you're, you're part of the cool team, right? Right. Some important lessons there, you know, my big takeaway in, in the last one there was just doing it. Just the things you learn from just taking action and picking up the phone. And exactly. those are all subtle little things. Like, I don't know all the questions that you need to ask as an IT guy. I don't know those questions, but you do. And for you to get on the phone and ask them and go, oh, it was the wrong time to ask that question. Or, hey, now let me make a note of that. Hey, now I can ask this question. And just the things you learn from the activity is priceless, in my opinion. And, uh, and I still remember us doing the, the role play that one time. Uh, <laughs> you know, man, that, I was afraid you'd bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I still have nightmares on that. <laughs> it, it wasn't that hard. I mean, what was like ten minutes of just going back and forth? But it, it was, felt like an hour, man. It was terrible. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. But but you know, just something simple of just that activity. So even if you don't have a contracting officer, just being able to go, you know, to call, just being able to go through the activity with somebody and talk to them and and try it out. You know, Tony Robbins always used to say if you get up in the middle of the night to, and you open the refrigerator and the light comes on give it a speech you know that's how you practice right, any, any right. chance you get to practice talking to somebody just talk to them and you'll get more comfortable with asking questions and doing this kind of stuff and you know i'm in my element here but i'm mostly an introvert just like yourself in a lot of different ways and so unless we're in our element most people are kind of like that you know and they don't necessarily know what to do so i think i think it's important for all the introverts listening who are in the tech space which is a lot of people if you're an engineer, that's you've probably gravitated more towards processes than people. And so to to hear that from two introverts talking about calling contracting officers and learning different stuff, I think that's important to just hear. You'll, you'll get comfortable with it. It just takes a little bit of time and that sort of stuff. Yeah, so. and bouncing that, bouncing those off of people, like you know, you said you and I did the, the call together, and you're like, hey, what do you say to contracting officers? You know, and man, I just didn't know because I have a laid back attitude. You know, everyone talks about that all the time but you can't that can't come across during the call right i can't hey michael this is travis griffin and you pointed that out i'm like man that sounds terrible so you just have, when you call it's a big difference in hi i'm travis griffin hey i'm travis griffin optimized technical how are you you know it's, it's a yeah. different yeah and i had to learn that the hard way too so yeah that, that's night and day right there so it is <laughs> yeah so you're a couple years in the business now you've learned a whole lot of stuff what does the future look like for ot Yes. Oh, I, I, I'm excited about the future, man. We're, we're pursuing some contracting vehicles now that I think will bring tons of revenue over the next five to 10 years. We have a great mentor, Protege. We um, kind of established late last year. Uh, we actually, during the pandemic, we we won a few contracts.
contracts is bringing in great revenue. The rest of this year, next few years, we're kind of, we'll build our executive team. And because right now, resource-wise, we're just strapped. You know, it's just, man, we, we can't pursue everything. We have people calling us now, hey, you want a team on this, partner on that? And, and resource-wise, we're just, we're just strapped right now. So we're looking forward to kind of adding to the team and, and uh, moving forward. Yeah, well, and in one way, it's like when you start in the beginning, you're, you've got all these resources that aren't doing anything. You're like, man, I right. wish these people were doing stuff. Now they're all maxed out. You're like, they're okay, now we need out. more people, you know? And yeah. it's it's such a different yet good problem to have in, in, on the other side of things. So is there anything you would like to leave people with today? Like any final thoughts? Yeah. For small businesses out there, I'd say, you know, take the foundational steps to ensure that you have the things in place to be a reputable and dependable company. You know, your back office systems, marketing material, you know, ensure your capability statement and website help tell your story. And once you get those things in place and not a moment before, (laughs) um, you know, networking, networking, networking to potential customers and partners and know what you bring to the table and be able to communicate your value. You know, you helped us with that, the Cape Matrix and stuff like that really, really points out gaps that you have, you know, things you hadn't thought about, you know, so. And that stuff like that is hard to do, right? You you get going on your day-to-day activities. I don't have time to put put together a Cape Matrix, but it really helps. Right. It really does. Yeah. And, you know, for, for large companies, you know, give give us small businesses a chance, you know, instead of, you know, using your BD team to shape all opportunities that go full and open and potentially lose an opportunity altogether. Just take the time, find and build small companies to partner with on, on some of the small business set-asides. And, you know, that helps agencies meet the small business set-aside goals and, and everyone wins. So, yeah. It was a hard knock life for us, Mike. So, so hopefully some of this information makes it a little easier for uh, some of the small small businesses out there listening. Yeah, well, I, I could tell you I know it will because I don't always get comments in public like on LinkedIn or whatever from people, but I get all these private messages from folks that say, hey, I just listened to this Game Changers. I just watched this video or whatever it is and it made a difference. It really impacted me. So whether we see it publicly or not, I, I see that on the back end, how much of a difference episodes like this make to people who are following in your footsteps. There are people that are just starting their IT company and they're just now looking at their WSB or their 8A or their whatever and they're going to learn from you. And so I, I thank you for coming on and sharing this today. I know it's going to help other people. Oh, thanks again for having me, Mike. I appreciate it, man. I love what you guys are doing too. Oh, we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.